Welcome to the Soul Stash bonus episode. Now, is it so, so goddamn ubiquitous? It's everywhere. That 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 you know that song when they're like walking in that like just mm-hmm. little like beat thing is an every it's on tv shows here it's in advertisements it's i almost well, it's, can't go a day without hearing it it's now it's now part of the cultural landscape like like 10 or 15 years from now they'll they'll be like a doing a you know korean reality tv show and they'll play that that it'll music be, yeah. and it'll have a meaning it'll mean that something like some kind of challenge is coming up or whatever it's just gonna it's become like the you know it's like john williams you know star wars music you know what i mean like i i feel like this is such a cultural phenomenon that it's 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 as viral as uh gangnam style you know it's it's probably i wonder if it's more or less uh, just equal to at least i mean it's equal to yeah I, I Gangnam think, Style, a little bit off topic. The Gangnam Style was really funny. That that came out the same year that my brother got married, and we went. <laughs> did back they play it as wedding? State. They played it at my brother's fucking <laughs> wedding, and my wife and I, my my fiance at the time, Korean fiance at the time, were there. We were back in the states, and they do like the slow dance. My mom and my my brother are doing the first dance, and suddenly, like halfway through the dance, they bust into Gangnam Style. My brother does the whole first dance, and it's like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> I thought I left Korea for this trip. What the fuck? Uh, um, I, I yeah, have a, a, a confession say. time. I was a wedding DJ uh, in, <laughs> in uh, college, so oh no. Yeah, I was, I probably, and <laughs> I definitely would have played Gangnam Style too. I would have done it, yeah. It's well, now shameful. you can play Squid Game instead. I can't wait for some remixes of that. That's probably going to be pretty interesting to hear, actually. Yeah. But but yeah, Squid Game is so, so big now that it's, I mean, that's why we're talking about it now. You can't not talk about it. It's it's so big. It's the number one show globally on Netflix. It's it's I think it's, it's their, their number one show of all time. Performing show ever, right? So, right. Uh, well, what do you think? This is like, is this a if Squid Game comes out? I don't know, two years ago or two years from now, would it have the same impact, or is it just like a time and place thing? Like Gangnam Style, I feel like it. It wasn't. I don't think that the Netflix people were. <laughs> You know, had I, I had this thing in the vault, is, like, oh, we got a, you know, our best. Oh no, uh, I don't think I they. Think everything is a time and place thing um, yeah. to some extent, but I mean, that's what like what program was it? Like last year, some Tiger King or something like that came out that was like crazy popular in the states on that. Oh yeah, yeah, and, that that documentary. Yeah, that and, and was, that that was like yeah. crazy big, but that was because suddenly everyone was stuck at home, and mm-hmm. they were like, "What the fuck am I going to watch?" And this crazy drama comes out, and they're like, "Okay," and that and that got hugely popular, and that's where. Squid Game is, and I don't want to, I mean, I'm not a professional TV critic by any stretch of the imagination. And I think it was good. Uh, it was addictive. My wife and I like just binged through it in a week. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I I don't think it's the best TV I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting. And it, it's, it's, I mean, well done. It's shocking. It, I mean, that's one of the things that's just so shocking. But it also touches on cultural elements and I think some of the best tv talks about cultural elements I mean one of the best tv shows that I think I've ever seen um I'm not gonna say the best but one of the best and and I would say I like this more than Squid Game overall is Breaking Bad Um, oh yeah that was also a cultural phenomenon like it was just the writing the direction the acting was just superb but like an interesting thing about Breaking Bad 
is that Breaking Bad is a show that's very American. You know, it's about a guy who gets cancer and the only way to get money for his cancer is to sell meth like a gangster. Right, yeah. Like that yeah. wouldn't happen in any country with proper medical care, right? Any, any <laughs> right. country. That's that's yeah, only yeah. Yeah, Squid but I, but okay. there's more. I think Breaking Bad. I think it was more. It was also. I think we come to find out in the end that it, his ego was also. Oh, a huge of course, part of, of course. Like, there's, there's a lot more to the show than that. Yeah. But the basic premise. But that's just, the premise. Like when they is, set it up, is American. It yeah. would never happen elsewhere. Right. Whereas um, Squid Game, I think, is a little bit more global it's a little bit more universal these days mm-hmm. like because it's less about uh, the character and more about the concept like it's what it's like right. what i what i call like uh one of these like high concept you know films or tv series okay. where like mm-hmm. like groundhog day you know what if the mm-hmm. guy what if somebody lived the same day over and over again what if uh you know a bunch a of a little bit oh, off topic again i i yeah. love groundhog day <laughs> i i read a post a long time ago somebody did the math on groundhog day apparently that dude was repeating groundhog day for something like 30 years I see I heard it was even more than that like oh, uh, okay, 100 yeah. years like I've had I've no, heard so many yeah oh, well, because I okay. it didn't feel anyway. like that but yeah yeah I I know what you mean uh um, we're, yeah, we're really so, dating ourselves here with that uh, reference too by the way amazing <laughs> film though it really is even it young, is. young people it should watch up. it um but yeah Squid Game is is you're right it's very just conceptual it's just very universal because I mean, yeah, we can look at Korea. The, the main premise is that these people who go to the game, just their life is shit and they're in crazy amounts of debt. They're in far over their head. But that's not purely Korea, mm-hmm. right? It is, is the, 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 the rich poor wage gap. And, and over Corona, actually, I mean, that rich poor wage gap has just increased globally as well. In the States, it's gotten much more massive. In Korea, it's got more, much more massive. Now, if we do look at, at um, debt, household debt, Korea actually is... Um, in the top 10 for household debt by GDP uh, globally. Uh, so it is a bit more than it is in the States or elsewhere, but this, and, and I, I do think that the one, the one part of the show when they're back in the real world, what was it, episode two, episode three? Right. Yeah. Um, that is, I think, really the only social commentary part. Once they get in back to, to Squid Game, it's just a fucked up world. It's just a survival, with, with fucked you know. up games. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Right. And, yeah. and my wife was just like, these are kids games. Like they, they're perverting. She didn't say it exactly this way, but they're perverting these kids games. And they're turning these kid, fun kids games into yeah. these horrible murder games. Right. Um, but the, the one part when they were back in the real world and I'm shit with names, when the, the winner of the Squid Game, four, four, five, six, when he meets the mm-hmm. old dude again. Oh, spoiler alert, um, and, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that <laughs> as if he didn't know that he's gonna win, you know, saying yeah. lots of spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah, when 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 he's back meeting with old dude, uh, like outside the Pioneer outside the convenience store, and and they're basically just like, Yeah, I've realized that life out here is more hell than it is in there. Like that's the hell Joseon thing coming yeah. around. Yeah. That's the well, that's, that's the extent of the problem. message, really, right? Like like that it's really not is. really that political. It's more it's no, just like than, it, you know, a yeah, lot of people feel that, like they're right. in a shit ton of debt. And 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 I, I don't think it it just wasn't that way. I mean, it's just like it's like we talk we talk about this almost every week. I'll, I'll bring it up because I, I I politicize things too much. But it's like 40 years in America is 40 years of neoliberal politics. And I think that same neoliberal, mm-hmm. you know, like. Uh, very friendly, you know, supply side economic, like uh, economics where, you know, trickle down, you know, let's <laughs> let, let the billionaires just get more and more. And it'll eventually that, you know, so shower will yeah. it'll rain on um, you, you know? 
Um, I do think, I mean, the one thing to, to bring this back to a Korea-centric focus, something that I think mm-hmm. is interesting is that in the past three years, I don't remember, was it two or three years, when, when Parasite came out, right? Because that was another big cultural Korea export that just hit the world by storm a yeah. couple of years ago. Um, and, and that was a very similar type of social message, right? Which is rich, poor gap. And I mean, both of those families in Parasite were both very, um, you know, uh, competent families. Mm-hmm. The rich family, they had gotten their money. The, the poor family, those were, those are some smart people, right? They're oh. smart, they're hardworking. But right. for some reason, the rich family had the money and the poor people didn't. Well, and, it's and, a legacy thing, right? I mean, I'm sure if you just right. thought it was just like the rich, you know, it's it's not a meritocracy anymore, which we talked yeah. about. Well, uh, I think we talked about this before, but I kind think there, the, the idea of meritocracy, I think it's the same in the I, I think it's kind of I think these are global issues. Uh, and that's why I think they're just exactly they're just piercing the souls of people. Really well. you know? Yeah, I, I do think it's interesting that and, and I could very easily be wrong here because I do not watch much other countries' media other than American and Korean media, right? And there could very likely be some very interesting programs coming from other countries. Mm-hmm. But it seems that Korea has has the dystopian market or the dystopian films down. Like they've, they've hit something here. Mm-hmm. One thing that I think is really interesting, my, my wife pointed out um, uh, after we watched this, we were, we were discussing it and like, what does this mean and what it, why did it come out and things like that there were some recent law changes here in korea a couple of years ago in terms of how uh what types of programs are allowed to be made and things like that mm-hmm. so back during like the bakunay and previous era like there weren't a lot of protests in korea about certain um like political events like the, the some of the massacres here like the, the 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 korean version of the kent state massacre right i can't remember the date i think may something um uh and now that moon took over basically he opened up a lot of the freedoms for that and so one thing my wife said and i think it was an interesting insight is that basically korea is the floodgates are kind of open now like a lot of these creatives who maybe for many years had these kind of social commentary ideas that they wanted to discuss, basically weren't able to discuss them because of these kind of blacklists and things that they would get put on in the in the Korean entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And now those blacklists are basically dropped and they're able to make these programs. And, and maybe that's why suddenly they're coming out. And, it, and I, we don't know, this is just, you know, a random theory that my wife said, but it, it makes sense that we're suddenly seeing Parasite hit the world. And it's this similar to this kind of program yeah. as well. Uh, that makes Not sense long to me. after it. Well, B- Bong Joon-ho is the director of Parasite. And he also mm. made a movie called Snowpiercer, which is, I mean, right. compared to Actually, Parasite, Parasite is a much more, uh, is a much more nuanced um, look at, at class uh, and, and, and the, you know, um, the the class divide and and i mean just the cinematography and everything in that movie is amazing like where yeah their apartments down underneath the ground they're looking up and the other family is up and so when it's raining the the, they're just like wow it's so beautiful and when it's raining for the other family it's like our all of our stuff is getting flooded i mean it's like there's just the the way that they he juxtaposes two even their their two houses Mm. and the two you know the two families is it really just comes down to like luck of where you were born right because born into right. a different uh you know higher uh wealthier family 
the father and the mother and the, the sister and the, the brother would have been, you know, they would have been elites, right? They would have been neoliberal elites. Oh, making, Parasite, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. In, in Parasite. Not, not um, Snowpiercer. Right. In, in Snowpiercer, he, uh, Bong Joon-ho was, was, you know, it was a lot clunkier kind of message because it's like one side of the train is the, you know, the poor side and they, and, you know, cockroach, uh, you know, a jelly or whatever. And then the other side is just this, this wealthy, opulent, and and they climb, you know, they're they're climbing up the class ladder as they move through the train. It's kind of it's it's kind of a, a, a frying pan to the head, but I still like that movie. Like it, there is, they, yeah, what, that one felt reason. more. I mean, it, it still does have a bit of social commentary. It, it did feel a little bit more sci-fi dystopia, exactly. Then, yeah. whereas whereas um, both Parasite and Squid Game now are very like based in real world dystopia. Like they're, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's what you can see around you today. It's people who are in debt. It's people who are living in the, the half basement apartments. It's, it's a bit more grounded sci-fi or grounded dystopia. Rather. Yeah, it's, it's, it, you're right. It, and, and that's why I think like um, the, uh, he's kind of trans, he, he transitioned. He did a movie called Okja in the middle of. Uh, oh, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. That was, a, that was kind of like a, a, a kind of an aside, but it was, it wasn't so much the class uh it wasn't about so much about class warfare and more about like meat and ethics right. of you know eating meat but he's like you said there these social issues are they're tackling them whereas in america i think we're just you know before the the pandemic um you know what 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 kind of movies are people looking forward to fast and the furious these just ostentatious huge budgeted special effects uh spectacles uh you know the 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 marvel movies the but there's no there's you know there was there isn't a lot of you know social commentary in there uh you if you want that you can go look at some of the there's some very fine netflix dramas that that kind of deal with those issues but i think i think we want to be careful here because i i'm sure that there are a lot of social commentary programs that are still coming out um i mean i remember watching i remember when i was in university you know like there was all of the Michael Moore documentaries uh, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Were, were famous and um, and he's made a couple of since then and, and and they definitely exist I'm just maybe not in the the target audience for them anymore mm-hmm. we don't watch that much media really um, and so I'm I still definitely think that they exist and I, I and this is where I don't want to say that other countries aren't doing it but what's interesting is that the Korean ones are going global yeah, right? that's like, the question. Like you talk like, about the American shows, and yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure that people are making documentaries and, and social commentary programs, but the big things are Marvel and Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. The big things coming out of Korea are BTS and Squid Game. Um, I know. Which are interesting. And, and BTS is something actually we could talk about at, at another point, although I need to get into their music a little bit more. But um, their original music is actually very social commentary. Actually, that's how they started to get big here in Korea. Their 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 current pop dynamite is not. That's just pop. But their original stuff is is really cool. Actually, oh, um, it's really different. I've, it's really I'm different. not that familiar with them. So I, yeah, I was I've, like, we should do I'm a K-pop either, episode, but I, I don't think I'm equipped for it. I'm I'm too ignorant. Yeah, I'm not either. We need a we need yeah. a, a guest. We need we need to bring in to, a ringer. Yeah, for yeah, sure for that. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Squid Game is just it's an it's a cool show. I, I do think people should watch it. I mean, just because it's it's so big right now, you just kind of it's it's a it's a lot of the FOMO thing. You just got to get in on on what the hell everyone is talking about, right? Um, 
And, I'm just a sucker good. for those kinds of shows anyway, though. I just oh, love, I mean, there's I, another I like, actually better yeah. uh, version of, of this um, called Alice in Borderlands out of Japan. And it came out about a, six months Japan. before. Yeah, it's uh, it's based on a uh, some kind isn't of this like, also very much like isn't book. it just Hunger Games? It's Hunger Games. It's Running Man. Do you remember Running Man, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie way no. back in the day? He's like that a prisoner and he and they, they take uh, in the future, they take prisoners and and run them through a gauntlet against these like gladiators and if the gladiator kills the uh the, usually kills the the uh uh what do you the inmate like you're in prison mm. you're like okay we're gonna let you run this gauntlet if you if you beat these gladiators you can escape you we'll let you out of prison and so of course he starts killing them and and so this is just like the very this concept and, and has been around for a long time there, there, yeah that, actually there was a jean-claude van damme movie way back in the day as well where basically i think it was jean-claude van damme um where basically like they took people and they gave them like a shit ton of money and they were like run we're gonna hunt you you know the rich people are hunting you and if you escape you get to keep all the money that's in your in your belt that we just yeah. gave you and of course jean-claude van damme you know he, he beats the shit out of everybody and he escapes and, and you know <laughs> saves the world um and so yeah the, the more we think about it like these types of dystopian shows aren't new by any means but again what's interesting is that they're becoming they're becoming global issues i think that's that's really where it's so big right now yeah is yeah. like you know that that arnold schwarzenegger the jean claude he came out movie, in the 80s um, when greed is good still you know but like movie true. in the 80s movies like wall street became such huge hits because people were like people enjoyed those movies for the wrong reasons they're like yeah i admire yeah. the michael douglas character i want to be like him and it was oliver stone trying to say this guy is an asshole. You don't want to be like this guy at all. But it's just people missing the point. Now, now in, in 2021, something, the same thing, you know, kind of repackaged, like right now, it just really hits. Maybe it's the corona, maybe it's COVID, you know? It's, maybe it's, it is. It's just that people yeah. are becoming more aware of the, the issues surrounding the world and surrounding them and, and seeing all, all of that. And that's where it's just spreading. Everyone is, is resonant. These images are resonating more. And, and they're well-made, of course. I mean, they mm -hmm. are very well-made programs, but I don't think there's anything unique about them that other countries couldn't have done. Just just to keep us in time here really quick, do you want to just wrap up with that? you want to discuss the subtitle thing really fast for a little bit about in Squid Game? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I got I want to ask you, like, uh, how did you watch? Did you watch? Did you listen? You listened in Korean, and did you have, like, English subtitles? I had English. I still have English subtitles on, except English for subtitles. very easy sitcoms. Um, I always still have English subtitles on, um, but I'm, I, I get the best of both worlds because I get the English subtitles to help me understand it, but I can catch the jokes in Korean and I can catch the, the nuance a bit in Korean, but the things okay. that I don't understand because it's just so goddamn fast, the subtitles are there. For I, I did something that, I mean, I, I mentioned it on a, in a Facebook group and I got so much crap for it. Um, did you watch I, it dubbed? Yeah, I listened to it dubbed, right? Because no, yeah, I know. That's it's just terrible. Like, do you think is that like? I mean, is it is it uh, is it that like sinful to do? I mean, I I because I felt like this is like a guilty pleasure. It's like a silly concept. I this is early I mean, on I, too. I, like I, when I watched I never, it, this is not before it blew I, up. I would never watch anything dubbed. I don't even watch anime. I don't watch car cartoons dubbed. I prefer the subtitles on those. Although those I can understand. <laughs> But yeah. live action, live action, I would never watch dubbed. It just takes away. I watched Drunken me. Master in the theater dubbed, and it was fantastic. Like they, they're so much well, better at dubbing stuff now. Now I know the lips like don't match up exactly, 
Um, and I, I know, I yeah, know I'm a still, heretic. I, I'm definitely in yeah. the minority here, but I, I enjoyed it dubbed. And, yeah, but I, I also understood no. the relationships. <laughs> like, like when the, uh, so in this article, this is, uh, we got to give a shout out to the, the writer, uh, David Tizard uh, writes for Korea Times. And uh, he wrote a piece about uh, the linguistic nuances of, uh, uh, of, of Squid Game, where, you know, uh, a younger person, uh, referring to an older person, like the two guys, the the mm, the investor guy well. is younger than the main character, but in the in the dubbed version, they just call each other by their names. You know, it's like Gihun, blah blah blah, whatever. That would never happen in Korean, right? Uh, the younger person would always have to refer to the older person. Well, this is the gangster part in that one, where the, the gangster dude got out of jail and or he was like going to to deal with the like he had that, those Filipino guys. And the guy was just like, yeah, don't worry, we're all good. And he was like, he kept calling him like Hyungnim, Hyungnim, like brother, brother, brother. And then he, what was his name? Haksu, I think, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. And then he was just like, Haksu was like, what? You just said my name and right. In the subtitles, it doesn't come out right. But but it does in, in the nuance, because yeah, like suddenly a younger dude calling an older dude by his name, like that is just a, a serious sign of disrespect. Right. Um, and I that think overall get, the subtitles yeah. were, were pretty good. Um, because I mean, you just can't translate everything or interpret everything properly in subtitles. Mm-hmm. Um, I there was that other article that you sent as well, where they were talking about how like why did they keep translating "opa" as "babe"? Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Mm-hmm. Um, because they were saying that that "opa" translates like a lot of people know that word, but I would disagree. Like my parents don't know that word. Like Korea isn't. We often I think people here in Korea overestimate how much korea k-pop really has an influence globally like a lot of people are into k-pop and bts but i don't know how much my mom really watches korean tv shows and things like that like Mm -hmm. there are k-pop fans out there but i don't think it's as global as 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 korean people make it Mm -hmm. so i think it was translated well the one thing is that the i don't know what it was like in the dubbing watch the dubbing i can't get over that it's just a um, i know it's just like a it's 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 a it's a it's yeah I'm yeah that's, that's terrible um but the i don't know what the dubbing was like of course it, maybe it was just like the similar as the, the subtitles um but in the korean there was a lot of swearing i know i know it was just uh, like fuck this and uh, fuck that the it, whole it yeah was, i mean it was that yeah. yeah i mean there's like there's you know a ton of murder so i'm not sure if the swearing is worse than the murder <laughs> but <laughs> well, um that's a good question yeah um but either way the korea or the sorry the english subtitles um it was a lot more like damn it and things like that i think it only i think they only said fuck like once twice in the subtitles where no they they said they said a fuck lot a lot in the oh, okay during it was the, definitely less yeah. it was definitely less than the koreans were saying okay. it like the, the subtitles were definitely tame compared to the original script like there was a lot more swearing in yeah. in the original in in the korean than there was in that but um i think overall it was translated pretty well from what i caught uh i didn't see any major glaring things that that people wouldn't understand but i mean it's the same mm-hmm. anything that you watch that's that's subtitled in another country like you're you're never going to get all of the jokes. No. And I, that's, I think a lot of people know that Korea has an honorific, uh, you know, linguistic, um, you know, uh, system or whatever, and, uh, the language right. built on, on honorifics. And so, I mean, I, I, I just, uh, I, I don't know why this thing has, has resonated so much with people who have never spent time in Korea. Like for me, it was really enjoyable because I understand the culture and right so and it and then all of a sudden that violence you, you understood the culture it. and you played all those games and 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the first Dakchi? Is that what it's called? Oh the yeah. One where well, that's the... actually yeah. I mean, some of those yeah. games are fun, like Dakchi, the Dagona, the the snacks. Like my wife was like, oh yeah, I, I had those snacks when you were a kid, and if you can get the the shape out, you get a free one. Um, and yeah. that's again where she was saying that they were like perverting it and taking all of these like pure kids games that were in her mind had these great memories of you know playing them as a kid and and now suddenly they they are you know people <laughs> getting killed um yeah. and, and and everything again just to kind of like wrap up i i think that it's a great show uh and i think it resonates personally i think the reason it resonates is just because the issues that it's discussing are not new issues but they're mm-hmm. just more people are aware of them now and and that's yeah, what it's coming right. out the, the rich gap the rich poor gap things like that people are aware of it the the mm-hmm. like i was saying the the debt in here in korea now is where korea has um rank nine in the most household debt globally and it's increased a lot it's a 91 percent of gdp has household debt percent mm-hmm. of, of household debt and back in 1980 it was 16 percent and now mm-hmm. it's up at, at almost a full amount of the gdp so like what's that called like house poor basically where you just have like a huge uh you know your 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 money's all tied up in your in buying a house essentially if you can even if you're lucky enough to even afford that right yeah i think this is other debt as well like people just have a lot of debt for just all kinds of reasons here see that's new in korea that that's that used to be you know five years to pay off your house you know that was the the standard where in america it's like we have a 30-year mortgage what are you talking about you know five years that's crazy is just yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger in Korea and it, it seems to be growing faster than other countries is yeah. as well and but again this is not a unique to Korea thing other countries it's still not the number one country for household debt other countries have more Switzerland mm-hmm. actually is number one according to Wikipedia just had no idea what's number um, one Switzerland oh interesting interesting all right yeah okay. no idea why I thought they... um though yeah. if you look at the rate that they've grown from the past 20 years compared to Korea Korea has grown quite a bit faster Mm-hmm. The, the amount of debt has grown quite a bit faster here um so yeah i i just think that the program resonates with people because the issues are are global now and and so even if you don't speak the language mm-hmm. you can still understand the idea of the show that there's some fucked up shit going on out there and that the the rich and the poor are so far separated from each other that the rich use the poor as their playthings and then right, it goes yeah. into the crazy dystopian world of their island of the the squid game island which is a completely separate world but it's it's well made it's well documented it's but well, it's not it's well acted and everything like that and then it's a fun story it's not unreasonable you know we, we've got billionaires sort of flitting off into space now and coming back and, and you know for fun and and while while people are really struggling and i think they see that and they go well you know i mean that if you're you know if you have a billion dollars to you know casually spend you could build a murder island i guess you know like it's not it's not implausible i don't know how you'd keep it quiet actually that's that's an interesting point because when i first was doing the math of how much money like those rich people would have spent to to do this like i mean just you know the total money was like 50 like i'm just gonna round do very rough rounding for for our american listeners but it's like the winner got approximately 40 million dollars for for winning which is a significant chunk chunk of change sure and of course the 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 rich guys the vips they're betting like a million here a million there and of course it would cost a ridiculous amount to like set up this island you know like let's say it costs just round way the hell up and say that it costs 500 million dollars well you're right people now are dropping billions to go to space and on jets so 
yeah maybe a murder island isn't as uh, implausible or, or implausible yeah. as as yeah. i had there was a, there were a few uh there's a, a little bit of technology in there like the the glass floor or whatever that was probably we're not quite there yet but uh oh, sure, it's not but, you know uh necessarily there's impossible. there's other ways that, that that they could fuck with people they don't need, they don't need <laughs> <Yeah>. that time <laughs> so uh, squid game it's it's crazy korea has some amazing stuff squid game parasite great films yeah that, that everyone should check out they they Korea is, is bringing out a lot of really cool stuff these days and um, it's not all negative there's some fun stuff as well about it and maybe we'll have another episode sometime about about some fun programs or no or yeah I, I enjoyed it I thoroughly well. enjoyed it so I would say watch it even just if you even without the political message or the you know um, hopefully you've already watched it actually by listening to us because otherwise we would have spoiled everything for you yeah that's <laughs> right you, I, you're right that's right. Put, put that warning yeah. that warning at the beginning of the episode here. Okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I'll I'll leave it. I'll put it in the uh in the title. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. Awesome. Yeah, nice and we 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 could obviously talk about it longer, but we gotta we gotta keep this short for for our stash today. The stash. Okay. Yep. All right. Thanks, man. Uh, you guys know where yeah. to find us. Uh, we're on Which all the time. big platforms, and uh, we're on YouTube. So you know, hit us up. Uh, go to our website, thesoulpatch.com. Uh, S-E-O-U-L and you can uh, find everything right there so uh, thanks everybody we'll see you next week